Happy Rex Manning Day. This is Songs in My Head. for another remix episode of songs in my head a podcast for music nerds by music nerds uh as always i am joined by my lovely co-host Kristen. hello and uh we just thought we'd come back with another little another little mini episode just to kind of just get on here and just chat with everybody how are we all doing how, how how are you how's the new job going it's great good real good, good happy to hear that working from home to every day is nice isn't it it's great except i've been going into the office a couple times for the last few weeks but hopefully i'm done uh yeah so we have just kind of been busy with all that stuff but we've still been keeping keeping track of some music things here and there uh you've been watching some some documentaries in your downtime from work. Yep. Um, I know you said that you watched the one about Woodstock '99. Yep. Which, goddamn, <laughs> that 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 festival just was a whole whole debacle. If you ever want to talk about like the downfall of very quick descent into madness, <laughs> that was what that festival was. Definitely. And you did. You saw some some very interesting things that you didn't expect in that, didn't you? What was it? The one girl that that mentioned that she got uh, was it trench foot? Oh yeah, somebody said they got a trench mouth or trench mouth. Well, yeah, because if you don't know about Woodstock '99, I mean, okay, the documentary I watched was Trainwreck on Netflix, um, and yeah, so you know, as the days went on, they weren't prepared for the amount of people and bodily functions that would be happening with you know bathrooms and fresh water and all that so the one you know they were the water was starting to get infested with you know yeah poop water but yeah the one girl was talking about how she would you know went home and she had trench mouth and i've only heard trench mouth as threats from my parents about washing my hands and stuff (laughs) i didn't even realize it was a real thing but yeah, all kinds of sores on your mouth. It's just not a good time. And that she's one of the ones who seemed to get out easily. I wasn't sure if we were talking about this now or saving it. Are we talk- should I elaborate? Or we- no, please elaborate. Oh yeah, so um, if you don't know about Woodstock 99, I mean, it was um, designed to be, you know, even better than the original. But some of the big acts of the times, Corn, um, Raging the Machine... Um, more like heavier acts than would have been in the original Woodstock and even of 94. Um, <clears throat> so if you, you know, think about that and the music um, of 99, you know, the, the rock and new metal stuff, the crowds are going to be a lot more wild than um, the original, you know, Peace and Love Woodstock. Um, my favorite parts of the documentary, one was, uh, corn went on and you can imagine how everybody was 
going fucking crazy. Right. And then... Just losing their fucking minds. Poor, <laughs> poor Gavin from Bush had to come out after that, and people were booing him and everything, and he was talking about how he was watching everything on the monitors and how the crowds looked stressed during corn, and he just comes out and sings. And bringing like some calm to everybody which actually kind of amazed me because everybody's booing him and like going into like you know the, the crazy crazy mode after that and they just calm down and start listening i was like well that's pretty impressive right um but yeah he was talking about how he was proud that he could bring the crowd down to what woodstock was intended to be but like that was just day one um what also didn't add to to the uh also added to the madness of, of this Woodstock was the, that they had like an all-night rave called the Rave Hanger. Um, I think the one one person they had talking was Fatboy Slim, which I forgot about him completely. Um, but he was talking about like how crazy it was and the quote I think either he used or somebody that was on staff used, but it was, it was like looking into the first ring of hell if the first ring of hell were fun. Um, I guess one of the big downfalls, too, of the organization of the fest was that they didn't have, like, actual security. They just had, like, people in t-shirts, like, working on staff. But they weren't, you know, invested in... Right. They, they were there to watch the fest. One guy was talking about how he sold his shirt, you know, one of the shirts to somebody because they thought they would be able to get backstage and everything with it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, day two, everything was when everything fell apart. Um, unironically, during Limp Bizkit's break stuff, people started littering, literally breaking stuff. I mean, as you I mean, kind of, you know, kind of said to, you know, yeah. as the song implies. <laughs> um, yeah. So day two, things just started going down. There's, you know, the mud was starting, which wasn't really mud. It was human waste. People were, you know, falling in and they were running out of water and, you know, price gouging everybody. Um, the last day. <laughs> I, you mentioned fire, and I was like, ah, how did the fire start? The fire started because of the staff who decided to give everybody candles, 100,000 candles, as a candlelight vigil that they wanted to do after the Red Hot Chili Peppers played. Um, it's supposed to be for anti-gun violence, but that started a fire. The fire trucks couldn't even get in there, then there was like one fire, then there were like seven fires. And the mayor of the town that the um, festival was held in asked Anthony Kiedis from um, Red Hot Chili Peppers to get the crowd to cooperate because he was like, oh, they'll listen to you. You're, you know, famous. But he goes out with the rest of the band and they play, you know, let me stay next to your fire. And it gets everybody crazy and they set more fires. Of course. And I guess, um, I guess the staff had said, like the... the People that planned the festival were saying that there was a special act or whatever at the end. So everybody was waiting for this like final act, and I think it. I think they just wound up playing somebody on a screen. Like it wasn't even somebody. It was just like a video of somebody playing, and everybody got all pissed off. So they decided to just burn everything. Started throwing everything in the fire, breaking down the walls outside, and all the yeah equipment. So like the staff was like hiding. It was a hot mess. It sounds like it. Yeah, and I mean, they showed at the end, too, like, the Woodstock staff, like, nobody took any responsibility for any of the riding. They just blamed, like, bad apples in the crowd, which, um, but, like, yeah, I mean, there were, like, for days after, like, assaults being reported and all this stuff. It was just, like, 
a real mess. But they showed a couple people that had been at the festival just, you know, as attendees. And the one girl, you see her, like, talking in the video from back in 99. And she's like, yeah, I would totally come back. It's just really funny because, like, you get to see them all growing up, like, watching this stuff again and talking about, like, what they experienced. So I definitely recommend it. It was, like, three three episodes, like, one for each day. Yeah, I, I that's one you that have I, to watch. I definitely have to go back and watch because I've seen a documentary about that Woodstock in particular, but I've never seen that one. Yeah, I had um I had my moments back in the nineties when I was super into like the original Woodstock and like listening and watching the original documentary and stuff. So it was really interesting after watching the original because I mean that the intention of this was supposed to be to get, capture a lot of that same feeling. Right. To get back to that original and then it just didn't No. In fact it did quite the opposite. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> I don't know what people thought were going to happen, with, especially with the music of today. Like, not today necessarily, but that time. Oh, and my favorite part, too, was when they were all riding and running around. They were all singing, like, raging at the machine. Don't do what you tell me. They're, like, screaming it. And I'm just like, oh. Perfect. Oh. So you got all these bands, like, setting it up for craziness. But definitely worth watching. And I know you and I talked about um, the fire documentary. From one, one dumpster fire to another. Yeah, fire. The greatest <clears throat> party that never happened. That was um, the documentary was made in twenty nineteen. It just. What year was fire supposed to be? Uh, that's a good question. Because if you don't know much about fire festival, um, it was organized or supposed to be organized in part by Ja Rule, which. Fucking <laughs> Murder Inc. <laughs> And then, like, this random dude that I had never heard of, only in t- hearing about fire, he was some sort of, you know, self-proclaimed entrepreneur that created some credit card that, you know, young people that wanted to go out and do crazy uh, things could, could yeah, have. his name was Billy McFarland. Thank you. Yeah. Well, grown up goes by Billy. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, I mean, if Billy you watch, <laughs> if you watch the documentary, he was like the furthest thing from a grown-up. Like he he basically conned people out of their money and then lived the life of luxury until it came time for this thing to actually fucking happen. And then there was, I mean, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. It was supposed to be in two thousand seventeen. Oh, that's more recent than I expected. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it would be before that, because maybe because Jabra was like more relevant prior to. <laughs> I think this was like. <clears throat> this was like. The the, let's bring Jaw Rule back into the eye of the public. Yeah. With this festival, and now it's like. Well, that worked well. Well, I was surprised to find out initially it was um, like Fire was supposed to be a brand and like an app that they could use to like hire talent yeah. or whatever because, you know, it was really complicated to um, hire like talent for different events and stuff. So they were supposed to have this festival to like advertise like their brand and they were getting all these influencers and all that onboard models and and whatnot. Um, selling them these spots at this giant festival that never happened. And honestly, I don't know how could it could have happened seeing all of it. Because, I mean, they they planned the thing sight unseen of the 
island down there first. And my favorite part was, you know, they start out by saying that they, they purchased Pablo Escobar's private island. And they put it on the caveat that they were not supposed to mention that it was Pablo Escobar's private island. And then they show the first advertisement that's like, on Pablo Escobar's private island. I was like, really, people? How did you not know? So, of course, you know, they had to find another venue. And it was not set up at all for any sort of festival. Yeah, I mean, like, it just... I don't know, man. It was just a whole mess. Like... On paper, they made it sound real convincing. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, they shot that promo video where they, like, flew in some models to do this promo video. Yeah. And they made it look like it was going to be this great thing. Nope. Yeah, they didn't have nearly enough lodging for these people. They all fly in. They don't have food. They don't have anything. God, the fucking sandwiches. Yeah, they gave them, like, these sad cheese sandwiches. And I'm only saying they're sad because, like, they weren't prepared to cook for that amount of people. And, like, the festival put this one poor woman into giant debt. She was, like, pretty much crying at the end. Pretty much ruined that, like, the people from the island that were involved. Yeah. Ruined. Like, they, they were banking on it, like, trying to help boost the tourism. And instead, it just basically ate up every bit of money she had saved. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this dude just fucked a whole bunch of people. Yeah, and I mean, not only was he selling like the experiences and renting these venues that didn't exist, but also having people put monies on, money on bracelets and stuff to spend there that they weren't even yeah. able to get. I just... And I mean, the... I mean, it shouldn't be a shocker because, like, before that, he was caught up in that whole scandal with that that credit card. I couldn't remember what it was called, but yeah, I had the, the card he had. Uh, was it Magnesis? Oh, Magnus. Magnesis. Yeah. yeah. I felt bad for the people that worked for him because they had like a bunch of tech people like working on the app and then those people wind up getting involved in like the whole um, promoting the festival and like the festival's downfall. And I told you that there was the one guy... <laughs> I want an older guy and they were talking about how he was I guess the gay one and you know Billy came to him and said you need to do whatever's necessary or whatever get this water imported and the poor guy was like prepared to go like you know do his favors for somebody to get the water imported favors you're so nice I can't say this suck a dick okay fine he was asked to suck a dick to get the water in and like but but the best part about that that portion of the the documentary is that nobody was sure if this guy was just kidding or how serious he was and everybody was just kind of like mildly terrified by it i was mildly terrified because i listed it under my wtf moments of the of the video but it was just so i wish i could have watched the video from like fresh eyes of not knowing what a hot mess fire was. Right. Because I know you and I, I mean, we talked about this before, but I listened to, there's a podcast. Um, you and I both listened to swindled, Yeah. but there's one about fire festival and Billy, uh, whatever his name is. Um, Billy hot mess, Billy hot mess. <laughs> and, uh, I wish I could have seen it under fresh eyes to just watch it unfold as a disaster. But I think I would have been much more uncomfortable. Like, it would have been like, oh. So, yeah. 
there is a trove of documentaries that I want to watch, and this is just the first two that I got to. So I'm sure we'll be talking about more in the future. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I look forward to... Uh... Oh, yes. Josh just brought up on Twitter the picture of the cheese sandwich. Describe it, because, you know, we can't... Uh, so it's essentially <laughs> just uh, two pieces of, of wheat bread, uh, two... Maybe, maybe, maybe not melted slices of white American cheese. And then, like, on the side, there's, like, a a salad that just looks like mixed greens and a couple sliced tomatoes with no dressing <laughs> on it. And they're just slapped into, like, a styrofoam to-go container. And that was what they were feeding these people that had just flown all the way down to this island. Yeah, and talking about their... Uh like deluxe accommodations and the food and st stuff that they had already like paid money towards and they had freaking cheese sandwiches. Yeah, so that was that was definitely a uh, a debacle and and a, a very very entertaining. So yeah, if you want to feel like you have your life together just like a shred more than possible, you know, then truly possible. Yes, watch Watch one of those. One of those, too. Yeah. I mean, like, good lord. Okay, so let, let's, let's stray away from the dumpster fires. Uh, so you and I have been... You and I are both pretty active TikTok watchers. Correct. And we have been following uh, a gentleman on TikTok... Uh, his name is, his username is at Ryan Strikes Back, I believe. Let me double check that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. Um, and he, his stuff kind of caught my interest because he's like a, like an emo, uh, content creator. He calls himself the Swemo guy. <clears throat> um... Yeah, Ryan Strikes Back is his handle. And um, so he he started doing something uh, in, in the vein of the March Madness that was going down. Because, I mean, famously, as everybody knows, you can't get away from it. When, when March rolls around, you know, college basketball is king and March Madness... Ah, the sports ball. Sports ball! But, like, even somebody that's not into sports knows what March Madness is. Like, I know the sports ball, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, this guy decided to um, basically do uh, something that he was calling March Sadness. <laughs> where he, he took uh, 64 bands to start out with. And he essentially put them in uh, bracket-style competition to decide which band reigned supreme going round around, um, you know, to kind of see what... And, and it was a, a poll-style competition where everybody got to vote on it, you know, and then it was, it was based on the popular vote, obviously. Had you so, seen this guy's TikTok before the March Sadness? Yeah. Yeah, I he hadn't come across mine, but when he did, it was like the first like intro to Mark's, Mar March Sadness. So yeah, I, was like, I, oh, I had this seen his, his stuff beforehand, and I was I was all, I already entertained. 
and then him having done this March Sadness was like, man, what a what a perfect perfect thing for somebody like us to see. Yeah, and I mean, we have um, we didn't really discuss what we voted for, although we speculated here and there or talked about a difficult choice. Yeah, so so this should be fun. We thought that it would be kind of fun to to recap. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just go round around, um, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. And if there's one that we that we have to, you know, debate on, we will debate. Oh, I don't debate, but. So, um, <laughs> round one started with, uh, Jimmy Eat World. Easy for me. Me too. Um, I didn't, I honestly don't know much about the other band, but Jimmy Eat World, come on. I, I, I went Jimmy Eat World on that one also. Um. I mean, we, yeah, we've both seen them. We both said that they were like an amazing show. Yeah. So yeah, <clears throat> it would have had to be... A really tough contender against them to, to vote otherwise. Right. Uh, so then there was Fall Out Boy versus Cute is What We Aim For. Uh, I went with Fall Out Boy. Me too. On that one. Uh, My Chemical Romance versus Hit the Lights. Again, <laughs> easy. I feel like some of these were set up to be... I mean, I don't, I don't think I've even heard of them. Or if I have, it's not. So, I mean, it seems kind I mean, of easy. I've heard of them, but I just I just don't think that they're it's any competition as far as going up against My Chemical right. Romance. Uh, the next one was Green Day versus The Audition, uh, which again, a very easy choice. I went with Green Day. Oh yeah, I uh, figure there wasn't much that I would go otherwise on either because so Green Day is pretty. Here's where it got a little dicey. Uh, so the first one that I had a bit of an issue with, uh, it was Yellow Card versus Bayside. That one was really tough for me, because I do like both bands a lot. But inevitably I ended up picking Yellow Card, um, just because, you know, they resonate a little bit more with me. I went Bayside. Yeah? You went mm -hmm. Bayside on that one? Yeah, and um, only because they, well, they did sway me a little bit with the, commer you know, with the commercial, the the song they picked because I, I, I don't remember what, they, what song they had on there, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I like yellow card. They're just, I've been not as big a fan as you are. Um, the next round I was, uh, a day to remember versus from first to last, uh, based on sheer principle alone, just because I know that there's kind of a, a shaky background with A Day to Remember. I went with uh, From First to Last on that one. Um, so that one was kind of a throwaway round for me because I just, I personally didn't want to see A Day to Remember go on. But yeah, what it, what, it is what it is. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that because I didn't know the other band at all. Um, so then we had Simple Plan versus May Day Parade. Uh, I chose Simple Plan. I chose My Day to Parade. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I've seen them. I've seen them at least well, twice. <laughs> That's live. true. I've never seen Simple Plan. Um, I never have either. I like them, but not as much as Mayday Parade. Don't mind me. I'm just cracking open a liquid death. <laughs> not sponsored. Please sponsor. 
You're murdering your thirst. I'm murdering my thirst. <laughs> yeah, I had to pick Mayday Parade just because um, I like Simple Plan, but I think if I had to compare the two, like Mayday Parade makes me like feel things. Sure. Like the songs are more um, relatable to me. But I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with either choice. I think here. Yeah, but I mean, I, and I think in this category. It was definitely just picking the one that resonates with you more over the other one. Um, so the next round was another, or the next matchup was another one that was kind of, that is going to be split, obviously, because it was uh, Chiodos oh, yeah. versus Hawthorne Heights. Now, I am a huge Chiodos fan. Now, I am also a very big Hawthorne Heights fan, so this one was difficult for me, but Chiodos edged out for me. Now, you went with Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, Cheetos really isn't my thing. Um, haven't quite managed to get into them. Um, Hawthorne Heights, because, I mean, my heart's not in Ohio, but... <laughs> uh, the next round was uh, Paramore versus Circa Survive. I went with Paramore. Yeah, me too. Uh, that was Sorry, that was Chrissy. A, that was pretty... Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Um... That was a pretty fast choice for me. Um, the next round was All American Rejects versus The Academy Is. Uh, I went All American Rejects. <clears throat> uh, so did I. One of these I have Bowling for Soup written down. Did we skip one? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Sugar Cult versus Bowling for Soup. I went uh, Bowling for Soup. I did too. I went Bowling for Soup also. <clears throat> Uh, <clears throat> then, then there was Panic at the Disco versus Finch. I chose Panic. Yep, me too. Uh, the Used versus Thrice. That was easy for me because oh, I me never, too. I never really got into Thrice that much. And I mean, it's the Used. Like, yeah, I mean, I I've listened to Thrice here and there. There's a couple songs that I really like, but uh, the Used mm, kind of connect with a lot more. Uh, then there was the Ataris versus Seosin. Uh, I went with the Ataris. Me too. Uh, but now that I'm looking at this, I didn't realize that Anthony Green is actually on this list twice. Twice. That's pretty interesting. And it's funny because, I mean, I've seen, <clears throat> I've seen, no, I haven't seen Circus of Five. Um, I've seen Anthony Green more than once, I think. And he's really good. Um. I like his solo stuff, but I didn't choose either of his bands. <laughs> um, I chose the Ataris for obvious reasons, because I was more familiar with them, and I've also seen them live. Uh, the next one was... Me too. Uh, then there was Blink-182 versus We Are The... Uh... Senses Fail versus The Starting Line. Um, I went with Senses Fail. Had much um, with them. The next one was Alkaline Trio versus Motion City Soundtrack. That was no contest for me. I went with Motion City Soundtrack. Me too. Uh, then we had Silverstein versus Every Avenue. I chose Silverstein. I chose Every Avenue. Really? Because I'm a wreck. Fuck. <laughs> Tell me I'm a wreck. 
Say that I'm a mess. How can you expect anything less than me to choose uh, every avenue? <laughs> the next one was Good Charlotte versus Story of the Year. No contest. No contest. I went with Story of the Year. Yeah, it's no secret that we're fans <clears throat> of Story of the Year here. Right. Uh, the next one was Newfound Glory versus Boys Like Girls. No contest. I went with Newfound Glory. Yeah, me too. The next one was AFI versus A Static Lullaby. Went with AFI on that one. Me too. Uh, the next one, also no contest, Weezer versus Reliant K. I took Weezer. Uh, brand new versus all time low. Uh, I went with all time low. Me too. Uh, Taking Back Sunday versus Thursday. I went with Taking Back Sunday. Uh, controversial one here. Uh, say anything versus something corporate. What was your choice? Say anything. I went with something corporate. I figured. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I just I've always been a fan. I I like both bands. Let's let's put that put that to rest. I I do really really like both bands, but I like something corporate just a little bit more. Yeah, I trouble picking honestly because I think <clears throat> my connection to them both is probably pretty similar. Um, the next one was. Uh, Under Oath versus Saves the Day. I went with Under Oath. I went with Saves the Day. <laughs> I'm just not an Under Oath fan. I've seen I mean, them and it just wasn't my thing. That's fair. It, it, it's an acquired taste for sure. Yeah. Um, Dashboard Confessional versus Armor for Sleep. I went with Dashboard Confessional. So did I. Um, Sum 41 versus The Offspring. No contest. I picked The Offspring. Yep, me too. Uh, Matchbook Romance versus The Early November. I picked Matchbook Romance. Yeah, I think it would have had to been a really good matchup for me not to pick them. Right. Um, hey Monday versus Tonight Alive. I went with Hey Monday. Oh, with Tonight Alive. Really? Um, I listened to a little bit of both because I didn't really know much of either. And I kind of just had to make a choice. And then uh, the, the last matchup in the first round was Flyleaf versus Yours Truly. I went with Flyleaf. I'm with you, truly. Naturally. So, that was the first round. So, take a breather, as you will. Um, I mean, the matchups were really good. Um, some of them were easy, some of them were a little more difficult. You know, as you do. Um, so, can you think of anybody that you're disappointed wasn't on the list at all? Yes. We talked about this. Oh, you yes. mentioned one. Um... I'm I'm surprised that. Uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. Wonder all of a years. Sudden. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Wonder Years didn't make it on there. Um, I'm surprised that Four Years Strong mm. wasn't on there. Yeah. Um. I'm. I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but I am surprised that Boys Night Out didn't make it. But not everybody is as big of a Boys Night Out fan as I am. Um, I don't know. I mean, it could have gone any direction, honestly. And I feel like, I feel like pop punk is such like a, like pop punk, emo, skate punk, like that kind of stuff is so, such a broad yeah. spectrum that like, it, it could have gone anywhere. Right. True. So going into round two. Fight. Fight. 
Um, <laughs> he actually split it down into two conferences with two divisions in each conference. So conference one was the Scenesters and Screamers. <laughs> um, and conference two was the Skaters and Sweaters. <laughs> so uh, conference two was more like the old school kind of like... I, I mean, you'll and obviously when we go through it, you'll hear the, the stark difference between the two conferences. Um, so I'll start with... Uh, conference one, Division A. First matchup was My Chemical Romance versus Seosin. Uh, I went with My Chemical Romance. Me no, too. No contest. Um, the next matchup was The Used versus All American Rejects. I went with The Used. Same. Uh, next up was Hawthorne Heights versus Silverstein. I went with Hawthorne Heights. Me too. And the final one for Division A was Taking Back Sunday versus A Day to Remember. I took Taking Back Sunday. Sunday. Yep, me too. Uh, Division <clears throat> B. Um, first matchup was Paramore versus All Time Low. I took Paramore. I took Paramore. Uh, then there was Flyleaf versus Hey Monday. I took Flyleaf. Took Hey Monday. Um, the next one was really, really difficult for me. Uh, it was Fall Out Boy versus Panic at the Disco. And, I mean, I love both of those bands, but I went with Fall Out Boy. I went Panic at the Disco. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's unexpected. Why? I don't know. Why, why did you go with Panic over Fallout Boy? Um, I think the like range of like time that I've liked them was longer. Okay. Because, I mean, there's, there's Fallout Boy that I... I mean, I don't know them as well as you, either band. But I think there's more, like, more, you know, their albums that I like. More of their, like, range of time that I've... I've liked them, so okay. I went with them. And then, let me see. I had a couple written down that, where's the Weezer one in this one? Weezer and somebody. That's in Conference 2. Okay, cool, sorry. The last one for Division B, Conference 1, was Under Oath versus Story of the Year. No oh, contest, no contest. I took Story of the Year. Okay, so on to Conference 2, Skaters and Sweaters. Sorry, Division, jump ahead. <laughs> Division D, this was the, this was the tough one. This was the one right out of the gate that I was like, fuck, this one's really difficult for me. It was Weezer versus versus Motion City Soundtrack. Oh. I picked Motion City Soundtrack. Oh, I picked Weezer, but obvious reasons. Um, and that's not to, like, not to go, you know, against Weezer. I love Weezer, but Motion City Soundtrack is just, it's always been one of my favorites. See, I, that's why, I mean... I like Motion City Soundtrack, but not like you do, because, yeah. I mean, I've only heard them from you, but Weezer, I've listened to religiously since the Blue Album, and I feel like um, in the later years, they've shown how like versatile they are as a band, and how much they've been able to grow as a band over time, so Absolutely. obviously I had to pick Weezer. 
I mean, I get it. I wasn't arguing. I wasn't no, convincing I, I you because I know that, that you really like them. Yeah. And I know that it would ha- it had to be like a really, really good band of yours to yeah. go against Weezer. Uh, next up was Dashboard Confessional versus Matchbook Romance. Uh, I went with Matchbook Romance. Me too. Um, I went with the long shot on that one because I I knew that it was going to be a tough a tough battle going up against Dashboard Confessional. Matchbook Romance is just so good. Yeah. Uh, the next one was Yellow Card versus something corporate. I went with Yellow Card. Yeah, me too. Then there was uh, Green Day versus Bowling for Soup. Oh, Green Day. I went with Green Day. I mean, Bowling for Soup is good, but I think... It... But they're not, like, Green Day good. No, Green Day has, like, the test of time. Like I was going to say, Green Day definitely has the longevity by comparison. Yeah, and I mean, they're like, they're like OGs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Division C Conference 2 was... Blink, first matchup was Blink-182 versus Simple Plan. I Blink took Blink-182. Uh, Jimmy World versus Anne Berlin. Oh, Jimmy World. Jimmy World, easy. Yeah. Newfound Glory versus the Starting Line. Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. And the last last matchup was AFI versus Sum Forty One. I went AFI, which is surprising when you get that far to know that Sum Forty One beat out the Offspring to get that spot. I picked AFI. Yeah, me too. I mean, I feel like they, yeah. <clears throat> it's tough because some of them you feel like they're kind of related, but I feel like that those two were just like hmm. stark difference. Yeah, just way different. And I I know stark difference is going to happen based on you know the con like the the spirit of the conference, but uh, I didn't expect it that soon. I know. So round three is where things really started heating up a lot. Uh, so round three, conference one. Um, There's like something that they. Call this the sad sixteen. Yeah. So round three uh, was the the final sixteen bands, and it was called the sad sixteen. Um. So conference one, match one was uh, My Chemical Romance versus The Used. Tough one for you, huh? Right out of the gate, again with a super tough one for me. But overall, I picked My Chemical Romance. Me too. I mean, I had I had a tough time with that one too. But I, I've liked My Chemical Romance a lot longer. I know when we start the podcast now, I keep thinking of like the very first podcast when I said, "Oh yeah, to me, Emo was like My Chem and everyone else." Right. And like now, you've helped me, f- you know, find a lot more things that I like. But still, I would have to go My Chem. Uh, then there was Taking Back Sunday versus Hawthorne Heights. I took Hawthorne Heights. Me too. Well, that was uh, a little hard, but... Uh, Paramore versus Flyleaf. I took Paramore. Paramore. And then, uh, Fall Out Boy versus Story of the Year. I went with Fall Out Boy. I did not. I figured. I just love Story of the Year. Um. I, it would, it would have taken... There's probably only a couple bands here that I probably would not have picked Story of the Year over. And it's funny, too, because I've had such a love-hate relationship with Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like they they changed their style so much. 
uh, after they went on their hiatus. And I didn't necessarily love all of the stuff that they put out. Now, that, uh, that being said, I have not listened to their newest album yet. It's on my list of things to listen to, and I've heard that it's really, really good. That it, it is kind of a throwback to some of the older stuff. So, we'll see. But in this matchup, I went with Fall Out Boy overall. Uh, let me see here. Conference number two. Weezer versus Dashboard Confessional. I went with Weezer. Yep, me too. Another tough one. Um, Green Day versus Yellow Card. It was tough for me, but I went with Green Day. Me too. Two, two colors, they're interesting. Right. Why did you choose Green Day over Yellow Card? Does that, I'm surprised because you like Yellow Card so much, but is it the... Uh, again, I think it's just that I've had such a long time connection with Green Day. Yeah. Because one of like my earliest... I mean, and I, I feel like a lot of people will say this, but like one of my earliest exposures to the the pop punk skate punk kind of music was dookie mm-hmm. so like and that was one of the first the first like cds that i had ever owned so like it, it's always been a big a big yeah. band for me yeah me too i i it was no contest for me um but i know how you feel about yellow card uh, so the next one was Blink-182 versus Jimmy E. World. I went with Blink-182. I know. I know. Because I love Jimmy E. World. But I... I, I like Blink-182, but I think that seeing Jimmy E. World in concert just kind of... Um, makes it... Yeah, because like we talked about, this is like one of my like highlight concert moments i don't think anything i don't think any band going up here maybe weezer would have beat them out <laughs> for that that's fair but i i do see it was i mean they were a tough contender yeah i mean and if you really look at those two bands like as a a genre you know, they've both had very similar staying power. Mm-hmm. Long in, careers. Yeah, in their careers. I think for me, it, it went down to the fact that I I feel things more with Jimmy World. I connect with it more. I mean, Blink-182, they're, they're good, but, you know, pee-pee-poo-poo sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> I- and I, I think that that's... I mean, that's their charm, and it's great. It's just I couldn't compare them. See, but also, this could be a whole episode in itself. Uh, and one day, we, you'll get more Blink-182, and you'll understand. I feel like early in their career, um, you know, especially getting in through Dude Ranch and uh, Enema, that was really where, like, the, the pee-pee-poo-poo fart jokes were and even into like the mark Tobman travis show uh or take off your pants like a lot of that stuff on the surface is like beepy poo poo jokes but like when you really listen to 
the like the very very like gut wrenching emotional stuff that they've written, it's very different. I've heard some, and I'm not saying that, but I think um, connecting with it for me, I I don't know maybe just the perspective. I mean, a- absolutely, I and I understand that. I mean, I mean if, if you if you had me base this, see this is good. This is this is what I was hoping we would get to. Um, if we had to base this specific round just on two albums alone, if we had to put two albums up from each band, and you had to have Jimmy Eat World's Clarity and Bleed American versus Blink-182's Dude Ranch and Enema of the State... That's a fucking tough matchup. That's a really fucking tough choice. I agree. Because they're overall, they're those are all amazing albums. If you had to break it down like that, that's where it would get difficult. But if you look at the if you look at it in the bigger picture and you don't get that specific about it and you just are looking at it the way that we are here, where we're like, I have more connection to Blink One Eighty Two. You have more connection for better for other reasons to Jimmy E world. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if we had to go based on those two albums alone, I'd pick Jimmy E world. It would sway my opinion a million times. But who wound up winning? Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, okay, let me see. Oh, the last one in that conference was Newfound Glory versus Sum 41. I went Newfound Glory. Yeah, me too. I felt like there's no contest. Yep. I felt the same. I mean, I feel like, honestly, I, I like Sum 41, but I feel like they're just a watered down Newfound Glory. Yeah, it's like Newfound Glory versus like Diet Newfound Glory. <laughs> what about Newfound Glory Zero? Would that be? <laughs> uh, that would be that would be the starting line. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Uh, okay, so we got into uh, round four, which was the MySpace top eight. That was what he called it, um, and this is where things got real interesting because there were some real upsets that I did not did not expect. Um, so round four, conference one, was My Chemical Romance versus Taking Back Sunday. Now, I expected My Chemical Romance to take the win over the used. I did not expect Taking Back Sunday to take the win over Hawthorne Heights. Mm -mm. I didn't either. But I chose My Chem. Yeah, me too. Um, so then... The next matchup was also a very difficult one for me because I'm a fan of both bands, but it was Paramore versus Fallout Boy. And again, I chose Fallout Boy. I chose Fallout Boy. Did you? I like Paramore, but I feel like there's <clears throat> there's more range in what I like from Fallout Boy than Paramore. I feel like they've I don't know. Does that make sense? Sure. So, conference two, uh, we had Blink-182 versus Newfound Glory. 
I went with Newfound Glory. Yeah, me too. Um, I've just... That one was a, a very, very tough one. Um, because I do like both bands, but I think I like New Farm Glory for for a lot of different reasons, and I have a lot of a lot of very personal moments connected to that band, and I've seen them a lot. Um, so I, I feel like I just had more connection with that one. Yeah, I definitely had more connection with the music. Not that I you know didn't with Blink One Eighty Two, but like we already talked about that and. Um, so the, the next one was uh, a very surprising uh, matchup because I did not expect Dashboard to take the win over Weezer. I didn't either. I was really disappointed. I was extremely disappointed. Um, I thought for sure Weezer was going to take that. But it ended up being Dashboard versus Green Day. Um, I chose Green Day. Yeah, me too. Uh, now, that being said... If Weezer had taken the win on that one, and it was Weezer and Green Day, I would still want Weezer. Really? Oh yeah. I still would have gone Green Day. Oh. I mean, I see why you did, and Green Day is like a really good contender, but just something about Weezer and their—I um, don't know. We've talked about Weezer a lot on the show, but the fact that they got it right, their very first album, and the amount of albums that they have that I feel are. Um, just complete I will say pieces of work but that makes it sound like they're <laughs> they're a piece of work like just uh, I don't want to say masterpiece but close close yeah I mean I'll give you that the amount of albums I feel are perfect albums I'm making think of three right now and Green Day I would only pick Dookie that's perfect for me but maybe because the other stuff that came out after is uh, I don't know. Everybody has their opinion. I'm just glad that the matchup didn't happen. Yeah, that would have been a tough matchup. <laughs> but Dashboard Confessional Green Day, I took Green Day. Yeah, me too. So it got down to the semifinals, which was the Forlorn Four. <laughs> and uh, it was Conference One, My Chemical Romance versus Fallout Boy. I went my chem. You went Fall Out Boy. I went Fall Out Boy. I went unconfidently went Fall Out Boy. Because I knew that My Chemical Romance was going to take that. But like in my heart of hearts I wanted to see Fall Out Boy take it. I don't know why. Because I love My Chemical Romance. Um, with this one, I mean, I went with the way the music makes me feel. Sure. And I don't think there's much music that wrenches my heart the way that My Chem can. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you could, you could listen to one album versus the first four Fall Out Boy albums, and none of them from a from a gut-wrenching emotional standpoint compare. But, like, I don't know. This was kind of a, a wild card for me. Well, I think it's all about what you, like, value and what you you know, get out of music. Yeah, and I, I think, again, it, it came down to a kind of a newfound glory scenario where 
I went with Fall Out Boy because I have a lot more connection to a lot more of their music. Um, I picked My Chemical Romance because I'm just not okay. Trust me. <laughs> uh, so, both of these matchups were hard, and I knew they were going to be hard. Conference 2 was Blink-182 versus Green Day. I knew it was going to come down to it. I knew it was going to come down to it. Uh, oh, you tell me. Green Day. I went with Green Day also. I'm surprised. Um, because I think when you, again, it's it's just the. It it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's 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 the argument that I had, with, Blink One Eighty Two versus Jimmy World, again, except that. You take, you take Blink-182 versus Green Day, two bands that have been doing it for a really long time. They've both released a ton of albums. And you just try to, to pluck the, the very best that they've released and put them against each other. I mean, you, you can't put Enema of the State against Dookie, because Dookie will win on that one. You can't put uh, Dude Ranch even against. That. So, what would be the contender against Dookie, in your opinion? I think it would probably have to be their self-titled, like Blink One Eighty Two self-titled. Okay. Would have to be the contender in my book, and even in saying that, it it still doesn't compare and I don't think that it would be fair of me to try and, and put California against Dookie because and that's a whole nother show that's another show do you think the band member change had anything to do with it too <laughs> yes I do uh, I think that the departure of Tom DeLonge and the addition of Matt Skiba changed the f the entire songwriting methods within the band. And I really think that California, when it was released, just had a whole different vibe. I like both Blink 182s. It, it, it it's it's very much in the in the vein of like the Van Halen scenario where you've got you've got Van Halen versus Van Hagar <laughs> and I think that both of them are are good in their own right mm -hmm. but Van Halen will always take the take the win I I enjoyed Tom DeLonge in Blink-182 but I was not displeased with Matt Skiba being in Blink-182, which is a strong thing to say, because I don't care for Alkaline Trio. But in Blink-182, it worked. I think for me, um, it would have it, it, it would have been a tough... Anybody would have been tough against Green Day for me, I think, because of how much like Green Day has done for, I guess, just music in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, Just like, because I... I think during like my formative years, yeah, they became popular and kind of opened, you know, the door for a lot of other 
bands that probably would not have come. And I was reading that book I was telling you about, um, Smash. It's about, like, a bunch of the bands um, at that time. And, like, the, re the record labels and, and all that stuff. And I think the way that Green Day, you know, got big then well, was I mean, and transformed even, music, you know? And even when we watched um, 1994... Yeah, like, I forgot about that one. I mean, there were there were so many like punk bands. Like you had No FX, mm -hmm. who had already been doing it since like what 82, 82 or eighty three. You had, you know, Tim Armstrong. You had Op Ivy. You had all these bands that were like. Yeah, but like without without Green Day, we never would have gotten the exposure. And it's interesting because a lot of people use Green Day as the oh they sold out blah blah blah. But and like, but like if you even look at the people that people consider aren't sellouts, you know that never had their like major label release or whatever. Like they all say Green Day did so much. Yeah. So, that being said, we move on to the final round, which was, again, a hell of an upset, uh, because it ended up being My Chemical Romance versus Blake 182. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I thought for sure it was going to be My Chem versus Green Day. Yeah, me too. Do you think it's the age of the TikTok generation? <laughs> um, Choosing Blink over Green Day, maybe? You know what? I don't know. Because, like... Does the age of the TikTok generation, are they still as adamantly affected with Green Day versus Blink-182? I don't, I don't think know. so. I was trying to trying to think of how that made sense to me because it didn't. But I mean, but in this scenario, the final round, My Chemical Romance versus Blink One Eighty Two, I went My Chemical Romance. Me too. I just to put those up, those two bands up to each other was a tough battle, but My Chemical Romance wins. For Especially me. when this is the uh, March Sadness, right? In the spirit of March Sadness, we had to choose the. <laughs> we had to pick the sadder of the two bands. Exactly. So how were you disappointed with the outcome? The final outcome? Um, no. Mm -mm, me either. No. I think that My Chemical Romance overall as the took the big W on this, and uh, I think they deserved it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I was disappointed that the band that I wanted to see go all the way didn't go all the way, but I'm not shocked that they didn't go all the way. Because I wanted Matchbook Romance. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised to go all they the way, didn't. but I'm not surprised that they didn't because I don't think that they are. Big They're not enough. as big, yeah. And like, if they would have had to go up against My Chemical Romance, they would. They, it would be no contest. Right. They they would never have been able to take that. I would have had a tough choice. The only ones I would have had a tough choices if the, if uh, My Chem was against Weezer. That would be tough. That would be tough for me. Yeah. But I'm not sure how I would choose. If that was actually a choice that I had to make. But since it's not, 
But, I mean, it was a fun series that he did. Oh, yeah, it was um, fun. I enjoy watching all of his videos. I, I suggest if you are on TikTok, you go check him out. Again, his name is at Ryan Strikes Back. Um, I, I had the chance to, like, chit-chat with him a little bit, uh, like, message with him back and forth. Oh. And um, I did tell him that we were going to be covering this on the show, and he was very enthusiastic about it. So I'll have to let him know. Uh, when this episode comes out. Yeah, but um, I went back afterwards and watched some of his other stuff, and it's definitely worth yeah, he's, worth watching. He's very funny. Um, but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed watching that series. Um, oh, yeah. I enjoyed watching it a lot more than the real March Madness. <laughs> I'm not a bad... I mean, I have no secret yeah. that I'm not a big sports person. But especially not basketball. I, I can't can't get into it. So, I think that maybe we will talk about one more quick thing. Because we were out tonight, and we happened to just come across this book. And we were looking at it, and it was just, like, random stuff that, like, we would definitely talk about on this on this show. Yeah, it's a fill-in journal kind of thing, and it's all about... Um like music and your connection to music um i love filling journals just because um i mean i like writing and stuff but i can't always think of things to write so you know it kind of gets you out of the the blank page writer's block thing but there was a lot of different things that i know you and i had talked about like playlists for various things or what songs do you think um also related but unrelated um we were talking about my, my daughter had a school project to do and she had to read a book and one of the most interesting questions that they had to do in the book report was what do you think like three songs that the main character would have on their playlist and I thought that was a really cool cool assignment so any teachers out there you know think about it I mean anybody can think about your favorite book and what what kind of that's that's a the nerd crossroads for me Music and books. Okay, so I'm just going to pick a random, just a random topic here. Uh, random music topic. <laughs> random music topic. Let's see. <laughs> okay, this is one we joked about when we saw it at the store. And I, I'm interested to hear oh, no. uh, your get up and go playlist. I joked that it was just going to be, in once 10 songs, <laughs> I joked that it was going to be um, Walking on Sunshine nine times and then the the German version of 99 Red Balloons to finish it out. <laughs> um, but seriously. But seriously, though. If you had to, if you had to pick... <sighs> TikTok. If you had to Cash pick TikTok. 10 songs... Uh, I mean, naturally. Okay. Yeah, because you wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Diddy. Sure. Sure. Um, I have a... I have a playlist like this, I think. I'm looking for my my playlist because it's... Um, what about you? You think of any right now off, off the top of your head? Um...
I feel like a good, a good like get up and go would definitely be. Uh, Coheed and Cambria. here welcome home by coheed and cambria would definitely okay. be i think a good one because it's it's very driving but it's not like it's not like super heavy you know right out of the gate but it's definitely it definitely would get me would get me moving um okay that makes sense Ten is too many. Let's do five. Okay. We'll do five each. Um, I'm going to go I Will Survive by Cake. Okay. That's a good one. Because there's not many songs that make me feel like I can kick some butt. Besides, I will survive, but the cake version, so much better. Um, I'm going to go Rascal King by the Boss Tones. Oh. The way it starts out, I yeah. think, is a really good... Yeah. I was tempted to say Royal Oil just because I know how you oh, feel about that song. There's just um, too much rhyming in Royal Oil. <laughs> no, Rascal King for sure is definitely one that gets me that gets me motivated. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, No Effects, uh, Separation of Church and Skate. Nice. Just because it has the feeling of being the beginning of like a high energy punk show. Yeah. Okay. I, I will also go with a NoFX song. I will go uh, seeing Double at the Triple Rock. Oh, good choice. Yeah. I love the, the opening guitar riff. I love the way that song opens. And I think that it's a really, like, high-energy okay. track. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of why I chose um, tripper, ugh, Separation of Church and Skate, because it the, the, the riff and the, the speed of it and everything... Um, okay, so that covered that. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with Hey Ya. Outcast? Uh-huh. Nice. Just because I feel like it's maybe earlier in my Get Up and Go playlist because there's less words. Sure. <laughs> Although, I mean, it's a positive song with such sad... This is true. Sad content. This is this is very. But true. that's me. Positive outside. Sad content. Yikes. <laughs> Wrapped up in a. <laughs> um. Hmm. Let me think here. Uh. That's wow. It's really tough. Like when you're when you're on the spot, like and I I'm not like I'm just like off the cuff with it. I, I feel like Yeah, I feel like these these are good questions, but with some preparation. 
I think the the opening track from Op Ivy's album Knowledge. Okay. Uh, I I have always just really loved the way that song. I don't know that I know that. Kind of leads into into everything. Um, I think that's really like a very very motivational song. Either that or Take Warning. Uh, I feel like oh, okay. either of those two songs. Uh, yeah. One more for each of us. Um. I'm gonna go with Came Out Swingin'. Nice. By Wonder Years. And only because I feel like it gets my emotions going, but it also... feels like the beginning of something. Especially the part where he's screaming about came out swinging from a South Philly basement. Because it makes me think of moving... Like, it, it's it's an emotional song, but I feel like it's moving into something better. Sure. Last one for you. Protect your neck. <laughs> Great choice. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It, it, I mean, that whole album could be a wake up album for me, to be honest. But I feel like, and I, in my mind, I had it a toss up between um, Cream and Protect Your Neck. But I feel like Protect Your Neck takes the win. Cash doesn't roll everything around you? No, not really. <laughs> no, Protect Your Neck for sure. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just the all each each rapper on that that track. Their verses are sharp and like just very. It, they just sound so like battle ready through the whole thing. I don't know. It just it's one of those kind of tracks. Well, we're gonna talk about oh yeah them in a separate because there I can't get into it now. But yeah, there's just a lot. A lot of their songs would get me up to. I didn't pick any of uh. If it wasn't off the cuff, I probably would have picked some some Ice Cube. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely think that there would have been... Today was a good day. There definitely would have been um, AFI on there for me. Probably like Wester or The Boys Who Destroyed the World. Less than Jake for me. Um... I probably would have tossed some bad religion on there somewhere because I can't have a playlist without some bad religion on it. Uh, probably if I, as a wake up song, if I had to pick one, I probably would go Supersonic because it's one of their most like driving, fast paced songs. Um, or Sorrow. Sorrow is a really good one too. But yeah, so. Look out for this. We're going to use this book a lot. I, I kind of like it um, in addition to all the other ideas that we have for many episodes. Well, I think it gets us out of the out of our normal pattern, too. Yeah, I, uh, that, I made myself super uncomfortable doing that, so that's great. Well, I feel like this would be better for our 
You know, minis are... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. So, you know, we, we got a lot a lot coming up. Um, we're exploring some options, maybe doing something live sometime soon. So many shows coming up. A ton of shows. Oh my god. Our we keep talking about everybody's touring and we keep sending... summer is going to be so busy. What? Each time I see something more outrageous that they're touring. God. Blippy. Blippy. Andrew Dice Clay. And, oh my god. <laughs> we were, I love that we were both like, he's still alive? Yeah, it's just... It, it, I'm more and more surprised every day when I see somebody else. But... but that was just some great content. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, don't forget to check out our sponsor, uh, W Energy. Uh, check out their website. Go pick up some uh, energy drink mix. It's pretty damn good. I like it. If you're going to pick up something off their website, make sure that you use our promo code. It is SIMH10. Um, that'll save you 10% on your order. Uh, and as always, you can find us all over social medias. We are at SIMHpod on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, Songs in My Head. You can find us there. Uh, feel free to reach out, chit-chat with us. We are always ready to talk, even though we both don't talk a, a lot, unless we're talking to each other. <laughs> Um, and you can find this show wherever you listen to podcasts, um, that being, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, the Apple the, one, the Apple one, <laughs> um, what is it? I, iTunes, Apple Music, what the hell is it iTunes. called now? iTunes. Um, and, uh, SoundCloud if you're nasty. And, um. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to us ramble about a bunch of stuff. Uh, we love you guys. We will talk to you very soon. Um, you know, don't don't forget to uh, tip your waitress. Always wear clean underwear. And uh, wash your fucking hands, you nasties. Bye. Bye.